0: the people in the chat. Hold up to the people in the box. Hold up to the people in the box. Hold up to everybody
1: tuning in. Another big brain talk. Hold on. Ah, that's better. That's much better.
0: Another big brain talk back at you again. Hold up Jesus we back.
1: Another beautiful Friday night. Got a very special I was speaking to this the other day, and he was saying something to me. He was like,
0: and I was explaining to him the companies that I was involved in. He was like, how come I don't know about this stuff? I never hear about it. And I'm like, bro, I talk about this before all of my streams, during my streams. It's in on my website. So let me just go ahead and run y'all through that. There's three main companies I'm involved with. One of them is an artificial intelligence company, specializes in surveillance, turning commercial buildings into smart buildings, turning homes. Ordinary homes, traditional homes, and the smart homes. It's a smart hub, physical device, as well as software that runs on there. For businesses, we can do licensing of the software as well as installation of the hub. That's Wazo, wazo security.com. That link is also in the description box below. Also, if you want to get in on Bitcoin, we have coinbitsapp.com. I'm one of the partners there. One of the founding partners of coinbitsapp.com, which is uh, a dollar cost averaging way to invest in Bitcoin. The safest way to invest in any security or asset is to dollar cost average over time. So you get the best price per share. And that's what we do. We specialize in automating your Bitcoin purchases. It's Bitcoin investing on autopilot. And last but not least, we have Jiffatize. Jiffatize is a miraculous and amazing app for Twitter, allows you to save. GIFs and videos directly from Twitter to your iPhone. We're working on the Android app. I know people have been asking for it. We're working on it. It's coming. For right now, my iPhone users, they don't have a way to download videos and GIFs from Twitter. This is how we're dominating Twitter. Also, I'm an author. You can get my books in the description, uh, in, in the description box below and visit my website at briansharp.co. B-R-Y-A-N-S-H-A-R-P-E dot C-O. Somebody asked me, they said, who is this Brian Sharp guy? And I said, he's an amazing dude, but Hotep Jesus is Brian Sharp. Brian Sharp is my legal and lawful name. It's my slave name. <laughs> <laughs> so go to that website, Brian Sharp, B-R-Y-A-N-S-H-A-R-P-E dot C-O to see everything I'm involved in, all the projects I'm involved in. Please and thank you. Um, shout out to people in the box Hotep dutch i see you appreciate you definitely appreciate you um if you guys want to uh hop in this conversation you want to ask questions you know what to do go ahead and hit the super chats for everybody watching right now i need you to please 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 hit the subscribe button if you're not subscribed i need you to get subscribed get subscribed right now so i need you to do hit the subscribe button Need to lock you in, especially with all the stuff that's going on right now with censoring, et cetera, et cetera. Need you guys to lock in with me here on YouTube till we find a better place to broadcast. Without further ado, tonight we're talking homeschooling. We're talking homeschooling with a very intelligent gentleman, somebody who specializes in homeschooling and believes in homeschooling. It's an American patriot. Goes by the name of Rob Freeman. Rob, how are you, brother?
2: Very well. Thank you for having me on Brian.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, how did you hear about me? Because I know you reached out some way somehow. How do you how do you hear about me?
2: A lot of years ago, uh, I was following you on Twitter way back in 2016. And I did try to reach you at the time and I um, didn't didn't hear back from you. But then now, you know, I got on your email list and, and emailed you. I saw your thing on Fox News. That was pretty funny and uh, very illustrating. You know, and and well, I saw it before on YouTube, before you were on Fox News. I was, you know, following you on YouTube and yeah, it's great. And, uh, you know, I, I think the Hotep movement is a great thing. Dope. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know why we
0: didn't connect. I, I have no idea. Um, probably because I selected to check on my email back then, but now you're on my email list. So people that are not on my email list, Brian Sharp, D O Slash, uh, CO Slash, sub to get on my email list. I send my daily newsletter out. Guys got to get on that thing. But yeah, that's the easiest way to get in contact with me is be on my email list because I respond to all of my people on there. Um, but when you reached out to me, I saw something odd. I was like, why did he say this? Did he want me to know this or what is this? But you described yourself as a white nationalist. And I was just like, you know, for some people, they'd be offended to me. I'm like, oh, thank God these people fucking exist. Right. So tell me, you know, I guess it's a two-part question. Why did you introduce yourself as a white nationalist? And what does that exactly mean
2: to be a white nationalist to you? Well, I think that it's important to disclose this. I didn't want you to find it out from somebody else. And it just means some, you know, there's a lot of anti-white propaganda out there. And we just take our own side. Um, And actually, I I go way back to when the white nationalist movement was not as functional. It's a lot more functional than it is now. Around back in the '90s and 2000s, it was kind of oriented toward violence and had a kind of action movie idea of how it was going to accomplish things. And uh, and since then, we kind of we have a more long range idea of what we want to do. For example, we see a lot of people from foreign countries owning convenience stores. So, you know, a very clear goal is that we own. Ourselves own more convenience stores. We see a lot of foreign students in the universities, majoring in engineering, and not not many Americans majoring in engineering. So we need you know we need to put more Americans and more whites, Um, but you know not just whites. You know America's got uh, got other races too that should also be in those engineering majors, and not all foreigners. You know get it in the good jobs. And uh, but for my you know. In, in my circles, it is definitely, it's about, I want more whites to be engineers. I want more whites to own convenience stores. And, uh, and yeah, so that would be it.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. We were just talking last night on our show who has been told you every Thursday, 8 PM. And, uh, we were talking about the backlash that Booker T received Booker T, uh, uh, Washington, um, received for a recent Netflix, um, movie where uh there's a bunch of historical inaccuracies of course because it's just mostly written for drama purposes uh but you know he believed the same thing You know, he he felt that before black people should go into uh these universities and into the world they should first have a trade and uh i i resonate with that completely you know i was raised by a dad who was an electrician um so i saw how important it was to have a trade, you know, especially being around some of my other male friends and they didn't know the difference between a Phillips screwdriver and an ordinary screwdriver. They didn't not use a drill, you know, whereas, you know, my father, uh, you know, showed me around the toolbox. Um, you know, we've built the, you know, finished basements, you know, you name it, like, <laughs> like, like I've seen the, the construction. So I understand what that does for man. And, and I love that you. I love that you put that out there. That's that's. You think that's lacking in the white community that they're not doing that anymore more? You
2: th- like who? Who do you think is doing it? Is like the Hispanic com- community communities doing that? Well, whites are still doing trades, uh, not as much as they should. There's infinite work in the trades with all the rental properties and people's. I mean, there's always houses that need to get fixed. So if you become generally, they become a you know carpenter electrician and plumber all at the same time you can learn all three and you might as well and you will never be unemployed and also if you buy a property you can uh, um if you you can become a landlord and and fix up your own properties and that'll save you a lot of money Uh, being a landlord is really the best way to get financial security and and having a trade you know you'll always have work you'll always be able to feed yourself and feed your family i wish i had learned more trades I mean, I was a Maytag man for a while, not a very good one, but I wish I had learned carpentry, plumbing, electrician, and um, and now I think that every tradesman should learn at least freshman level physics, and every physicist, every engineer should do should do a trade, should know how to you know wire up his own house or you know and um, fix his own machines. Mm, absolutely, yeah. But I whites are are not. They they don't have enough. Uh, when they go to college, they they're not well prepared. And if they try to major in engineering or physics, the the professor throws the material at them really fast, and mm. and he you know he's not ready for it and he fails out and the professor laughs and you know next. And whereas the kids from India and China, they come here they already learned all this stuff. It's it's nothing new to them. It's their second time around learning freshman physics and freshman chemistry. And so they do really well they outcompete the the native american kids and uh and so you know the physics majors and chemistry majors and engineering majors are mostly foreign students and i really want to change that and we can change that with homeschooling uh,
0: uh. With the whole coronavirus thing right now, well, you know, I'm just riffing off the top of my head. and trying to think about like what trades are probably hot right now because a lot of businesses and trades have slowed down or industries have slowed down because of the coronavirus and the quarantine. So I'm thinking about like like what trades are probably
2: hot right now. Well, you know, any kind of how home repair. Yeah if, if your sink is leaking, you need you know, you need to fix that immediately. They'll always have that. I mean, I as far as um making quick money you know i mean i don't know you know own gold (laughs) you know should have been prepared up till now but um (laughs) i you know i'm i'm doing a big garden and uh you know um i mean i have my own business so and i'm thrifty though i'm all right i mean i'm making less money but it's no big deal when you say garden what are you growing in your garden potatoes winter squash beans Tomatoes principally and that's for your family. Cabbage.
0: Is, is that for your family? You gonna sell some yeah. of that stuff?
2: No, I'm not gonna sell it just oh, for okay. my family. Just for the family. Yeah. 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 I like that. I like that. So There's now great videos on YouTube now you use use hay. you the Ruth stout method use hay to um Spoiled hay and you put it on top of the soil so you don't have to till or dig What do you mean? Well, you go on YouTube and look up Ruth Stout. Well, but, well why um, would you
0: have to t- uh, till?
2: You don't till, no. You just you, put, put, you drop the seeds and then drop the hay right on top. Well, you 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 put the hay down, and then and then um like in rows, and then you put the seed potatoes in the hay, and they'll just grow out of the hay. And then mm. you can also with um regular plants like the transplant plants like cabbage or pepper plants. Yeah, yeah. You just make a planting hole and. Put it in the, you know, in the hay and, and have some dirt around it, but then put the hay in and it will grow right out of that mm. and it'll keep down the um keep down the weeds. OK, that's the biggest problem in gardening is weeds. Right. 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 Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now with the coronavirus, of course, everybody's home and with the kids this is a perfect time to talk homeschooling. So so walk me through this world of homeschooling and and, um, you know, where do we
2: start with this? Well, you know, it's simple, but it's not easy. All right. If you're going to homeschool, the best way to homeschool is to train your kids to teach themselves. But before you can train your kids to teach themselves, you have to be able to teach yourself. If you're not willing to sit down and work out math problems at your level, you know, whatever that level is, and always progress further. If you're not willing to sit down and work out math problems for 40 minutes a day, then you're not going to be a a, you're not going to be a competent homeschooling parent. You have to be an autodidact. You have to teach yourself. And then you can train your kids to teach themselves. And initially, it'll be more difficult. But as time goes by, they'll get much better at teaching themselves. And you'll just have to give them the next batch of material. You just have to buy the next book for them and make sure that, you know, give them some testing on particularly in math on, you know, what they learned. And move on. And as far as like reading and writing, just have them read good books. Like have them read the Encyclopedia Britannica. Get them a history books like um, from Barnes and Noble. They have the good ones with the colored pictures. You know, history of Rome, history of medieval Europe, all kinds of stuff like that. And uh, and then get you know. And if they're if that's too easy for them, get harder stuff. But make sure you know. Give yourself read it yourself first, and make sure it's not too dry. Because history can be written really entertainingly and really well or it can be written really dryly. So, you know, you wanna you wanna taste it yourself first before you serve it to your kids. But have now them you said,
0: you said you said yep. the kids should be able to teach themselves, right? They should be autodidacts and
2: yes, you so, work on it. They yeah, won't be
0: able to instantly. Yes, yeah, so I'm trying to figure like like how do you get them to do that? Is it because you're an autodidact yourself that you kind of just take your habits and they should well, rub off on the children or?
2: Suppose, suppose I'm, I'm the homeschooling parent and you're the homeschooling student. I'm going to sit at the table with you and put 30 sex and math problems in front of you. And say, here you go, do these 30 sex and math problems. And when you're done, you can go play. And if you get stuck, I'll help you. And if you don't get stuck, I'll just sit there, you know, and I'll work on my own math problems. And then, when, you know, and the next day, rinse, repeat six days a week half hour to an hour, you know, and eventually you'll reach a degree of intellectual maturity that you will barely need any help. And I would also, I would recommend the Saxon math and I would recommend the art of problem solving. Go to artofproblemsolving.com. Uh, Saxon, how do you spell that? Saxon. S-A-X-O-N. Okay. Saxon math. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll pull it up. I see it here. Yep and then Art of Problem Solving. It's Saxon math for the lower levels, art of uh, for the younger problems. kids.
0: And this is, uh,
2: these are both for math? Yes. Okay. And then artofproblemsolving.com. And that starts at pre-algebra and goes through calculus. Okay. And Art Robinson's kids finished calculus by the time they were 16. So, mm. b- because they were self-teaching. So mm. if your kids, you train your kids to self-teach, don't be surprised if they finish calculus before they go to college.
0: So it's pretty much about, you know, getting them a, a set of problems um, and then having them do them for yes. about an us, there's no certain period of time, but it's the repetition over and over again that makes the math secondary to them, secondary nature.
2: Right. the The trick with math is you do problems and then you sleep and the next day you do problems again. And then you sleep. You, the frequency is what's really important because when you, when you sleep the night at night, after you did, math problems your your brain is doing those math problems overnight and if you got stuck on something you didn't you didn't know how to do it and you racked your brain over it no big deal that night you'll figure it out in your dreams and the next day you'll do it so frequency you know six days a week 52 weeks a year that's really important consistency right so
0: the resources you just gave us Saxon math and art of problem-solving would be the learning material for the students to understand yes. how to complete these things.
2: Yes. Yes. Okay. And, uh, and YouTube. And I mean, I can work with you over, you know, email, you know, you take a picture of your, of the problem you're having difficulty with and email it to me and I'll work it out and I'll send it back to you. No big deal.
0: hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm looking at the, uh, AOPS art of problem solving.com website. Now that's a great website, yeah. Great, um, Really, yeah, I, you're right, man. Because I was good at math in high school, like it just came really easy to me, and then now it's like, now it's just like I just suck at math, but you know, I think it's because you're just out of practice, right?
2: Right, exactly.
0: Yeah, um, I think I went up to calc in high school, yeah, I think we did calc in high school. Um, Definitely wasn't finished Calc by 16. Definitely not. Um, maybe some of the other students. That's cool. So you think uh, you, you went straight to math first.
2: You think math is probably the most important thing. And I, I'm going to, I want to list off the benefits okay. for your kids of studying math. Okay. They'll be able to easily learn any complex or technical material that makes other people's eyes glaze over. So if they get a job and they're like, here, learn this. Learn this technical manual. They'll be able to do it. Um, math exercises your decision-making faculty in your mind. So uh, someone who's put in a couple thousand hours in math will be less likely to get killed in a car accident or any other kind of Darwin Award type accident. You know, they'll just, because they'll they'll be better at making decisions. They'll say, that's going to get me killed. I'm not going to do that. And um, they'll make more money. And if you're an adult. And you want to make more money between now and the rest of your life study math for a half hour to an hour a day and you will you'll make more money and you'll and you'll waste less money your kids study math they'll choose a better spouse and they'll be more rational in relating to their spouse um although i I would recommend also studying emotional intelligence um what was that that, there's a great book out there um how to have impossible conversations Mm. Um, and especially girls should, should do math as well, because it'll make them, you know, women are a little bit less rational, a little more emotional. And I've seen girls that studied math and they were more rational. They were more, they have more of a guy brain, more of a manly brain. And so they, you know, they're still perfectly feminine, but they made better decisions about their life. They chose better boyfriends. So that's why you should teach math to your daughter too. She'll choose better boyfriends.
0: <laughs> Teacher daughter master should choose a
2: better boyfriend. <laughs> that's a hot take, huh? Yeah, that's a hot take right there. <laughs> <laughs> I like I'm glad that you like that one. I like that. And um, you know they'll get more out of anything they study, hey, whether it's history, economics. You know they'll have a longer attention span. They'll just be better at thinking. So yeah. that's why you should study math and teach your kids math.
0: Okay. Um Chad Lemoyne, what up, Chad? He says, God bless this channel for conversations like this. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Hope everything's going well with you over there. Congratulations on a house sale once again. Um, all right. So what about reading and writing and literature and all of that good
1: stuff?
2: Yeah, that will well like it said if you you strengthen your brain with math, that stuff will come pretty easy. Okay. And you don't have to worry about too much as long as they read. You know, uh, plenty of good literature, the Encyclopedia Britannica, histories, um, you know, well-written literature, Charles Dickens, Joseph Conrad, Emily Bronte, uh, just not the dry stuff, though. Get Dostoevsky in translation, Tolstoy. That will teach you grammar just from reading. You don't have to learn how to diagram a sentence. If you read a lot of well-written stuff then then you will write well and you should practice writing too but you'll know how to spell you'll know how to use grammar if you read a lot and if you don't read a lot you know if you don't read then you know you'll you'll write like a five-year-old I've seen that too in adults you know it's because they never read any books
0: yeah yeah I I, my life revolves around reading and writing I write every single day you know with the newsletter and the the books I'm putting out. And you know, I think uh I could attribute a lot of my success to Orwell. You know, Orwell Orwell was one of those masters of writing, you know. And um after I finished uh 1984 an Animal Farm, more more in 1984, you know, outside of the conspiratorial socialism communism stuff, just how he writes. The words that he chooses, I paid it real keen attention to. Yep. So you're right, you know, you you definitely, you know, reading definitely is gonna make you a better writer. And I think, you, you know, people have to have to read. Last week I was talking to uh Kabo Kamene. Um, he's a retired teacher, and he was talking about reading, and he was saying how important it was for uh, you know, young children to have their parents read to them, you know, before even trying to attempt to read themselves, have a lot of you know people reading to you so you kind of get those words in your head and how those things are, pr- are pronounced you you agree with that or any
2: any well way? i think that if it was up to me honestly i would provide a, a stipend for both parents mom and dad to stay home with the kids and the more time you spend with your kids the better they're going to come out there's a book called the collapse of parenting and it says that the reason kids are so messed up is because they're peer peer oriented. They get raised by their friends, and their friends get raised by their friends. And, and the you know these kids come from broken homes. They watch a lot of TV. So even kids from a good home get corrupted by kids from a bad home. Unless so the parents really gotta be the most the biggest thing in your kid's life. Don't let don't let your kids become peer oriented. Don't let them you know become all about their friends keep them you know keep them close to you until they're like 18 years old and then say fine you know turn turn their life over to them but as long as you keep them tight to you through their adolescence then they'll they should come out okay but if you let them you know if they just become all about their friends they're going to be messed up at least for a while they may pull out of it they may not
0: Mm. yeah absolutely you know my mind's kind of going back to the previous topic of math are there any like because math today like sucks the way it's being taught, you know, um, it's terrible. Yeah. So, is there like any math shortcuts or tricks that you teach, or you pretty much just rely on the curriculum from
2: those websites you showed me? It's just practice. Okay, practice. It it's just work out problems.
0: But you don't want to practice like poor methodology, right? You want to practice. The books will will guide you. The ones that you referred us to. Absolutely.
2: Okay. Yeah. It's it's all quite. I don't know that there's a specific methodology. I mean, you try to, you, you'll come up with the methodology just from working out the problems. You'll right. figure it out on your own. For example, like
0: I know in uh, in school, they taught us to add and subtract from right to left, but I do it from left to right. Hmm. Based upon um, uh, what program did I take? I took a program when I was younger um, oh man, it, it was like these cassette tapes that you got mailed to your house. I think it was, will. there's a, where there's a, will, there's an a, you remember that
2: I've, I heard that phrase. There's, there's books on math shortcuts, like multiplication shortcuts. They're pretty interesting and probably good for, to get kids doing just for the fun of it. You know, I mean, it's not really necessary, but it's, you know, certainly useful.
0: Yeah, um, I'm
2: trying to find it now. I don't know. You know what's great is number theory, the art of problem solving, has a has a book uh beginning number theory. Okay, and that's like finding about prime numbers and um, how many how many factors will be in some huge number. Right, right. I really li- I'm having a lot of fun with it right now. That's the book I'm working on right now. Okay,
0: but you never heard about that doing math from left to right?
2: No, nope, I've always done right to left. How yeah. do you carry over the? How do you carry over when you have you know, when the sum of your of, of a column is more than ten? You carry it over the same exact way. So let's say it's
0: like nine uh, nine hundred plus nine hundred, you know, or now I guess I guess a better way to do this would be like you know five twenty. Plus 580. Right. So the 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 10 would come down off the five and a five. The next one would yep. be one uh, would be a 10. So you put yep. the one in that column. <laughs> you add, I mean you add the one to that, that that left column and keep adding to the right.
2: Right. So then you got to go back to your um, hundreds column. You got to go back.
0: Yeah, I do that all at the same time. Do you? OK. And And, and I do it in my head. Cause they were teaching you how to do these problems fast, but in your head, and they were doing it left to right. I forget the name of that program. I want to say, I want to say it's where there's a will, there's an a This is this is old though. This is going back to like, nineties. I want to say.
2: Yep. I'm so old. I w- they taught me cursive in third grade.
0: Yeah, me
2: too. Oh, you learned cursive. You must be ancient. I uh, I was born in 1980 okay wow so the so the degeneracy wasn't that bad yeah i guess in the 80s it was still okay yeah it wasn't too bad it wasn't too bad it really kicked in hard in the like 20 between 2010 and 2020. Uh uh-huh but we always say you know oh this generation when you always say oh these kids are much worse than we were and it's always true but i mean i read books and people in the 1800s saying oh kids these days they're degenerates
1: <laughs> yeah
0: I mean I guess that depends on where you go to school and your and your upbringing because you know I feel that a lot of the uh education needs to happen at home you know I don't rely on the school to educate my kids I you know I, I rely on you know me and myself to educate my kids so if my kids aren't educated I don't blame the school I blame myself
2: absolutely absolutely and um do you train your kids in athletics yeah yeah. Good yeah I'm I to you before the thing weckmethod.com w-e-c-k method.com david weck mm-hmm. it's and like i wouldn't recommend having your kids lift weights but everything uh the weck method teaches is safe for kids to do and it'll make them better athletes mm. you know and the other thing if you want your kid to come out okay focus on making them strong even if he doesn't like it, even if he doesn't want to go to jujitsu, force him to go, you know, because then one day, you know, he's going to be going along and some bully is going to come after him and he's going to beat up the bully. And then he's going to say, thank God. Dad made me go to jujitsu.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I think I'm uh, working on a book now, you know, what makes a man. It's not the title. It's just kind of like the thesis of it. But I think that's definitely a strong part of it. Is you know self-defense. I write this in my book on masculinity, uh, the Unbreakable Rules of Masculinity. And I say, uh, you know, if you if a man's never been punched in the face, he ain't even a man
2: yet. <laughs> <laughs> I was punched in the face a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in my day, you know, we didn't have PlayStation. You know, we had Nintendo, but the games were, you know, we we fought (laughs) yes that's what we did for fun back in the day you fought you know you had to you know that's what happened in school man you just you'd get into fist fights (laughs) you know you get bored before school there was no phones you know like now kids are just like all on their phones with their heads down before school before school we're you know half hour before school 15 minutes before school you know you playing wall ball outside it might get a little heated and now you got a fight,
2: you know, and you kind of get
0: yeah. yourself off and go into school, act like nothing happened. But these kids, I don't think they got that experience now.
2: Now, at my school, they would um organize a fight at at, at the baseball field out behind the factory. And all day you had it was like what when someone's gonna get executed at dawn, you know, when they're up all night thinking. That's I had a lot of school days like that, like, <laughs> you know, at three o'clock today out of the baseball field, I'm going to get like physically like humiliated and, 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 and experienced horrible pain. And, you know, it was like going to my execution. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it probably made me stronger, but I think it also made me socially awkward.
0: <laughs> so you were a public school kid.
2: Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yep. And yeah. And it. You know it trained anti-intellectualism being smart wasn't cool yeah that's true that's true and that's why America's you know Americans are are so dumbed down he's um, the, the girls don't go for the smart guys they go for the bad boys and that's a very strong incentive to be a bad boy instead of you know a hard-working slub you know smart guy
0: yeah yeah i never had no problems in the ladies department
2: the ladies department was my problem <laughs> yeah yeah but you're right if man. it's too <laughs> easy then you don't strive in it like pretty girls um get everything too easy and so they don't strive hard enough and then then all of a sudden their looks go away and they're like uh oh what do i have left right Whereas, yeah. whereas a guy who you know couldn't get chicks you know, he's he's done nothing but strive. And so when he's 40 years old, he has a lot to, you know, he has a lot to fall back on. Yeah,
0: you know, I think the reward system is messed up, especially with little girls, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. Because the reward system we teach little girls early on is Oh, wow, you look so cute. You know, look at your shoes, look at your hair. Oh, you look so cute. Oh, you're so cute, which at a young age is telling his child, well, you know, if I want to succeed in this world or I want positive feedback from people, my it's all about my physical appearance. Whereas her mind starts to shift and focus on that all the time, as opposed to, oh, wow, she's so smart. You know, look at, look at these math problems she's doing, right? These yep. are systems. I think we have to be careful with those reward systems. And I think that's why there's an intelligence gap between men and women. I don't think it's it's a natural thing. I think it's a environmentally costing, you know, when we tell little girls all
2: they're worth is their body. <laughs> right? Know? Yeah. That's terrible. I, I never did that. I was always like, you know, here's, here's piano, here's gymnastics, here's soccer league. Um, Oh, and you know, interesting to, to teach her about like the way boys are, I got a CD by, um, a band called hole remember hole with courtney love nope okay well there's a song called violet and uh, the chorus is when they get what they want then they never want it again and uh, you know it's basically don't be a slut." and uh-huh. much better than i could you know just command her I, and we would play that song and we'd play the other songs but but um years later she said that was the best thing for me that that you know playing that that album for me i because i saw it happen in real life to my friends and fortunately it didn't happen to me because i knew better Uh. because my father got that cd and played it for me in the car Uh. so it's called it's um the album is live through this and the song is called violet like the color violet
0: okay you heard that fathers you got to play that for your daughter so she won't turn out to be an (laughs) e-girl right That's my worst nightmare, man. My daughter grows up to be an e girl. <laughs> we're, we're well, a girl. I wish we're such an math, and she'll be fine. You know, it's we're in a dangerous world right now because, um, like, what do you tell a woman who can leave high school and make six figures working three to four hours a night as a bartender?
2: My daughter's a bartender.
0: What kind of bartender?
2: At a at a fancy joint.
0: Okay. See, that's a little bit. All right. I should say star tender out here in New York. We got star tenders and these are the girls that are wearing the booty shorts.
2: Oh, yeah. No, she doesn't do that.
0: <laughs> that's the type of bartender I'm talking about. And I mean, these women are coming home with I'm not talking about low six figures. I'm talking about high six figures. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year off of working wow. four hours a day. They're driving Ferraris they're driving Bentleys um, and they're making just as much as the strippers. Um, sometimes more, um, and the strippers are actually getting upset about it. Um, but yeah, um, that star tender life. Like, what do you say to a girl who can walk into an establishment, work a few hours and you gotta remember too, when you're young, you kind of like, like want to party, you know what I mean? you like, that's what you do when you're young. So you get paid six figures to party and, and meet guys and meet hot guys and, and meet rich guys. You know and guys that just throw money at you it's kind of like a dream come true <laughs>
1: <No>?
2: yeah <laughs> i raised that, my uh, daughter speaking russian in the household so the um the 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 russian-speaking high rollers come to her bar to to meet the american girl that speaks russian oh wow uh-huh yeah so you know i'm just thinking
0: like for a lot of fathers out there you know um like, I don't have to worry about my daughter because just
2: how she is, she doesn't even want to leave the house, let alone work. <laughs> oh, that's that's a problem with the other kind. <laughs> What's that? You got to get her interested in something like art or piano lessons or something, dance, you know, just oh, oh, yeah. anything but TV, anything but screen time.
0: Yeah, I know. And um, that's been a huge problem over here because. She's good at so much. She's a chemistry type person. So she has a chemistry set. So she understands chemistry a lot better than I do. That's great. Uh, So she spends her time with her chemistry set. So she has like those things, but she's still a girly girl where like, she doesn't want to, like, get her nails messed up. And, you know, she did she like, her, she, like, if I told her, I was like, you know, do you think you'd want to get a job? She's like a job for what? And I'm like, yo, you might want to get a job just to see what it's like that. Like, I kind of, at first I said, I don't want my daughter to have a job. But now I'm like, I kind of just want her to like, go get a job just to see what life is like for other people. Like that grounded experience,
2: you know? How old is she? She's 16. It's hard to get a job. I mean, the my daughter wasn't able to get a job until she was like seventeen. It's because they don't have jobs for kids anymore. They give all those jobs to immigrants now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Back in my day, you know, the nineties, late nineties, you could I could quit my job today and be hired today at
2: some other place. Yep. Today it ain't like that. <laughs> now they have grateful Guatemalans working for them
0: yeah yeah (laughs) so so you know people will say you're being xenophobic what do you say to that i don't care i take my (laughs) own side
2: (laughs) what about legal immigrants how do you feel about legal immigration that's a law it could be changed we we need to take care of our own people all right so the the pull of immigr immigration i understand why Because they wrecked the Americans, they dumbed down Americans, made the kids lazy and stupid, and they're like, "Well, kids are lazy and stupid." Now we got to bring in immigrants. It's like, no, no, you liberals destroyed the kids, and and now you're putting insult on top of injury by bringing in immigrants to replace them. I blame the liberals for for dumbing down the kids so much. The the teachers' unions are all all liberals. just babysitting, doing a crappy job, and, and, and getting a you know a, a pretty nice salary and a pension and benefits. The, the public education system is not for the kids. It's for the teachers and the administrators. It's completely corrupt. We should just go to homeschooling and just get rid of the schools. Wait, you said the public system is for who? The public school system is for the benefit of the teachers and the administrators, not the kids. How so? Because the kids ain't learning shit. And the teachers and the administrators get plenty of money. They get paid really well to do to you know the kids aren't learning anything. There's like, oh well, this is what it is. They're just time serving. What do you think about that uh no kid left back thing? It's all it's all just money wasting garbage. <laughs> we should just abolish all public schools. If you want to learn, just go learn. Just we got video conferencing. You know i i i'll give you a list of there's lists of books on the internet you know there's people that would teach you on video like we're doing you could learn like this you don't need any school buses you don't need buildings we have video conferencing and if you don't want to learn don't learn go play go work
0: so what does a society look like where school is not mandatory do you think people will go
2: learn sure it'll be more valued because you know if you don't you know then you know you'll just do manual labor but at least you'll do manual labor instead of you know jose from guatemala
1: hmm.
0: get rid of public schools
2: absolutely
0: and then and then education will be valued and edu- so so education will be run by the private sector
2: yeah by yeah parents and parents and then you know coaches who teach parents to be homeschoolers or video conferencing you know i could train kids to teach themselves over like just like this video conferencing
0: okay that would be a paid service right
2: i'm sure some people would do it for free or cheap or you could raise money you know i don't think i i don't think i don't think money would be the issue okay because you could have several kids at once and because you're training them to teach themselves, you know, you don't need so many teachers. I mean, we have way more teachers than we need. The 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 printing press was invented six hundred years ago. You know. And we have way more teachers than we need, considering that there's books and there's the internet. Mm. Even like chemistry lab, there's a there's a a book out there, how to do chemistry lab just with household chemicals, you know, totally safe. Do you think there's a
0: conspiracy? Uh, surrounding the public education system to dumb down. Yes,
2: the there's, mm-hmm. there's a um, a lady who worked in the Reagan Department of Education under uh, Ronald Reagan. Her name was Charlotte Easerbeat, Isserbyt, I S S E R B Y T, and she wrote a book called "The Deliberate Dumbing Down of America." Look it up. You can find it for free on PDF. Mm. She she's uh, she passed away a, a while ago. She was pretty old as it was, but, um, but she's on YouTube. There's videos on YouTube of her giving talks. So, yeah, I mean, isn't it obvious that they've dumbed us down on purpose? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who do you think did that? Um, you know, the ruling elites, whoever they may be. <laughs> um,
0: JD Rockefeller and his. Sure. Takeover of
2: the public school board of education, federal yeah. board of education. Yeah, and you know what though, the liberals are going along with it. They, they, most of them aren't protesting. They're collecting their paychecks, and they're just you know letting it happen. They're, you know, they're just say, hey, you know, I'm getting paid. I, I'm getting mine. I don't care. Well,
0: China's kicking everybody's ass as far as education is concerned. A lot of people, a lot of countries are kicking United States' ass. Wouldn't it be in the best interest? Of the ruling elite to have a
2: public that's educated you know that's a good that's a great point and so I think they're afraid of the American domestic politician um, population but they also might need the, the military so I think that they were they're coming to a point where the um, the dumbing down of America is a national security um, issue and Believe it or not in 1996 i was in the army reserves military intelligence and i was living in a boarding house in arlington mass with some chinese uh, nationals one was a head of artificial intelligence at mit and one of them was a harvard physicist and they both warned me that that all the cutting-edge military research was being done by foreigners and this is probably a national security threat and it just so happened i went to drill and there was a, we were having a um a Saida briefing subversion and espionage directed against the U S army. And it was a, some warrant officer from the Pentagon. And I raised my hand and I said, I know of a national security threat. And he asked me what it is. And I said, it's all, you know, our cutting edge military technology is all being developed by foreigners, by Chinese and they're stealing that technology. You know, I live in a house boarding house with two Chinese nationals and they told me, and he went back and he took it, you know, and he actually had to, and they, everyone laughed at me. But he had to have a meeting with les aspen who was the defense secretary at the time under clinton and the next year he came back and i asked him and he said yeah we had a meeting and they said that you know the risk was worth it but now you know the um if you if you look at what's happened in you know the public doesn't hear about this but chinese stole the whole um u.s naval underwater warfare library and there was Naval weapons that are like were planned for 20 years from now and the Chinese got it So they do have our they did get our miltech. My, the, the thing I warned about was absolutely true and If you talk to them talk to a military recruiter sometime next time you see a military recruiter ask him What's it? How is it? You know or you can look up on YouTube? They say that like so many kids are, are not eligible for military service because they're addicted to drugs. They're obese Uh, tattoos they've had to lower standards Uh, the kids are dumped down you know they desperately need immigrants to do their stuff but at the same time those immigrants might have other loyalties you know especially like the Chinese the Russians you know you get this smart Chinese physicist who helps you with your weapon systems yeah but you know your future Chinese enemy might be getting that same weapon system all the secrets they might know everything supposedly the Chinese have a back door. Into every computer chip and every military ship and plane and you know everything and they can just shut down the whole military i read that years ago Mm. but i mean that's what they get for dumbing down americans you know maybe they're gonna maybe they'll lose a war and that'll that'll teach them huh (laughs) (laughs) down there was a i'm very angry about that and and i i think it was a crime what they've done to us i think it
0: was harvard Chinese student, yeah. Harvard Chinese spy, um, yeah. Harvard pro- professor's arrest shows Chinese spying via U.S. Top Harvard professor arrested
2: for lying to Feds. Is this it? Yeah, I, you know, and I, yeah. For the record, I, I don't have anything against Chinese people,
0: right?
2: I, I, what I have everything against is the American ruling elites who dumbed us down and replaced us.
0: Yeah, it says here, top Harvard professor arrested for lying to feds about involvement in Chinese spy program. This was uh January twenty-eighth of this year. Um, and apparently uh some, some some sort of intelligence was getting leaked to uh China.
2: Well, you know, the the CIA had a um had a Chinese national or ethnic Chinese at least, and he 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 did an Aldrich Ames. Alger back in nineteen, the late nineteen eighties. Alger Games gave to the Russians every single, the names of every single Russian who was betraying his country and selling secrets to the Americans, and they all got executed. It, and uh. watch them. Any there's a couple of movies like dramatizations of the Alger Games case on YouTube. Pretty interesting. You should watch them. They're it, it's, it's very fascinating what happened. But anyways, there was an, a. Uh, an ethnic Chinese man who was in the CIA and he did the same thing he gave the Chinese government the identities of every single Chinese person who was selling secrets to America and all of them got executed mm. Mm. some deep stuff going on in this world man. hmm and, and they hide it from the American public all so much stuff is happening that most people don't hear about
0: <laughs> yeah, tell me about it <laughs> Uh, don't I know especially here on this channel man you know uh, we have a show called has been told you which just goes back to the fact that there's a whole lot of things we've been telling the public that they finally realize usually when it's too late but uh yeah the public is so behind on information which is one of the main reasons why I do this show and I, I bring people like you on to kind of get people advance notice on you know certain things and be ahead of the curve. Of the rest of americans i mean it's not it's not hard to be ahead of
2: the american curve <laughs> no. because
0: everybody's so far behind
2: <laughs> right if you don't do screen time if you don't watch movies and play video games and follow pro sports and instead you do real stuff you'll be way ahead of the curve as time goes by you know it just builds up yeah You look back your life and be like wow i i'm able to do all these things i know all these things it's amazing yeah i
0: remember uh Early 2000s, I want to say. Um, my parents left. I was all on my own and I'll staying at my homeboy's house on his couch. And uh, I was reading certain books. He was reading Harry Potter.
2: Yep. Well, at least um, he was doing that instead of consuming screen time. Well, that's what he was doing. Mostly was screen time. He was a big. PlayStation
0: guy video game guy he was real heavy into that stuff real heavy into the fantasy and the comics and the movies and all of that stuff real heavy into that stuff yeah um, you know I didn't own a uh, a PlayStation or anything like that back then we played on his and um, I remember him saying to me one day he said "You know, you keep reading them books but they not he said, he said you keep reading them self-help books but they ain't gonna help you none <laughs> and uh, well, yeah they, they did Uh, You know, and then, you know, today I can go to a restaurant. He's still doing the same job he had, you know, back then when I was on his couch, you know, and he's still living that same lifestyle. It's just like maybe you shouldn't have been reading Harry Potter. You should have been reading the books I was reading. Yeah, but you're right. That screen time is everything, man. You know, my kids um, before they get any screen time on any device, they got a certain uh, amount of tests they have to pass so um you know right now they have a, a physical test um and, I, and the test has to be witnessed but yep. uh one creative thing i added they play soccer so um in soccer you, you know you juggle the ball so um i said yo you know um you'll get a screen time pass for a week you know uh, if you if you're able to perform this drill so the first week it was 10 they're up to thirty now, so they can juggle the ball thirty times right inside the crib, and have no problems at all. That's really um, good. Yeah, but before they, you know, you have to earn your screen time. Whereas I think a lot of parents they reverse it, right? Where it's like, oh, you didn't do your work, let me take it away. And it's like yeah. no, they shouldn't have had it in the first place. They have to earn it, you know. So um, they have to do. Uh, we're up to sixty push-ups. Um, That's and, pretty good in front of my face. Um, yeah so it's like certain things they got to do before they get their privileges
2: well check out weck method that's um that did have you do a better push-up off of a posu elite it's okay um run faster jump higher it's really more coordination it's really great but um yeah i mean i'm more i'm i'm hardcore i wouldn't want the i wouldn't want them to see Screen time as like a reward. That's like the fun thing. That's the thing you strive for. You know, I would rather that they just like learn to play soccer well as its own reward. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I wish that was possible.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, my son, he's uh he's an avid video game player. I was too when I was a kid. I loved the video game. Um, but you know, he plays the Call of Duty and the Fortnite. You know, and he's actually really like good at it. Um, So I let him get his I let him get his screen time. And I feel like a lot of that stuff is healthy. You don't think the, the video game is healthy?
2: No, I disagree. That's OK. Well, that's fine. We can agree to disagree.
0: <laughs> let's, have about- quick, let's have a quick debate on it. Why do you think it's not?
2: Because they should be doing three dimensional things that um require fine motor skills, like building model airplanes like the. Uh. Gwillows.com, g-u-i-l-o like putting together a model airplane you know it takes it takes uh, coordination fine motor skills right and uh and you have to be able to handle frustration you know you have to you have to learn patience so um you know i don't really think that video games train I, you know, I ain't judging you as a parent. It's fine. It's just my opinion. Yeah. But, um, you know, I raised my daughter with almost no screen time. She would watch a movie with my wife and I on Friday night and Saturday night, and that was it. Mm. Some boy in her school, when she was about nine years old, gave her one of those handheld Nintendo things, and I made her give it back.
0: <laughs> but,
2: you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an extremist in that sense. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're right, though, man. I mean,
0: I, I came up like that with you know the model airplanes. Oh, did you make model airplanes? Yeah. Yeah, my dad was. Big. He's still in, big into that stuff. You know, that's like what they did back in his day. You know, you. you he used to tell me stories about how they made their toys. <laughs> you didn't buy yeah. toys. You made your toy. <laughs> right.
2: You wanted to knitting. Toys. Knitting is really good too. Okay, knitting, right? Hmm. Yeah. Knitting and crochet. Gives you fine motor skills, teaches you patience.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, my daughter does that. Good. Um, but yeah, you know, my my dad would say, you know, if you wanted a a a, a new car to play with a co- a toy car or a toy truck, you had to make it. You know, you get some bottle caps, you get, you know, a a, a piece of stick to be the axle, the bottle caps the wheel. You'll find you a cardboard box and then you know cut cut it up a certain way to make your style you he's right, you know, and you know, is more like,
2: satisfying than playing a video game. Absolutely. You know, um,
0: I, I look at my dad like Superman, because some of the things he does just reminds me of MacGyver, but I think it's because of the lack of screen time he had back in his day. You right. Know, you had, like you said, you had to have those fine motor skills to be able to, to do certain things and i remember him you know we put together the, the pt109 cruiser from jfk days um yeah. you know you got to you got to paint those little men with the little fine brush and you got to right. get the decal on there just right and if it wasn't on there just right you had to get some um the uh the the hairdryer to 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 soften up the glue and then
2: peel it off and put it back on there and get dizzy from the glue
1: <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah. So you're right. Like Back in my day, I did I did do uh,
2: a good amount of that. You know, Um, you control the environment. Don't bring the devil into your house. uh, You're the boss. You know, the corporation is not the boss of your family. You are. Yeah, true. I feel like there's got to be a balance, though. Right.
0: It's got to be a balance. So like
2: how many cigarettes a day would you give to a toddler?
0: it depends
2: how many budweiser's
0: would you give a toddler if we lived in a world that was full of alcohol and drugs i'd probably want to introduce it to (laughs) him you're supposed to say none (laughs) no i wouldn't i mean like we have to look at this as organisms right like as organisms in a petri dish if an organism is going to adapt to an environment or you have to prepare an organism for its environment you have to introduce certain things to it just like they try to do with these vaccines, right? You know, your child has to be exposed to the cold so he doesn't die from the cold when he gets older.
2: You know, so I can I can answer that. I can Okay. all right. So what happens is if you don't develop a taste for it when they're when you're young, like if you give a kid candy all the time, sugar when he's young, then he'll he'll always crave sugar his whole life. Right. He doesn't eat doesn't eat a lot of sugary food when he's young when he gets older he'll have a more adult palate and he won't be like you know oh boy i can't wait to have another candy bar i can't wait to drink another pepsi if you acclimate a child to playing video games when he's four years old so that he doesn't bother you then you know 30 years later when he's 34 he'll still be sitting in your living room playing video games and like why don't you go get a job you're 34 you know so it's all what you acclimate them to when they're young and when and then when they're 18 and they could go play all the video games so if they raise they grow up without video games say they grew, you know like my kid my daughter could go play video games 24 hours a day if she wanted to and she plays video games zero hours a day it's like has no interest to her because she wasn't acclimated to it when she was young right well the japanese and the chinese play a whole lot of video
0: games and they're still successful the, okay, they invented China. They 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 revolutionized the whole industry of video gaming. I mean, we're talking about math geniuses that had kick your ass a street fighter So
2: all right when <laughs> I, I I was at University of Connecticut in 2011 2012 2013 and I talked to um The the engineers from India and not not China so much the Chinese kids were very sharp. Yeah, but the ones from India they would study engineering and I mean they would cheat when they could. They would use their their iPhone to cheat and they would get the test. So they didn't like math. Math was the necessary evil that they would do. And then they would go play video games. They were video game addicts. Okay. But it's better if you, you know, if math isn't the necessary evil, if it's something, you know, that you kind of enjoy doing. And 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 that's certainly possible. And yeah. you know, and, and you'll do much better if you kind of like doing it. And then what else do you do in your free time you go for a walk you exercise you socialize with people and that'll you know and that won't take away from you know your your studies but playing video games definitely parasites off how good you're going to be in math and they definitely had a problem with they were they played video games way too much and, you know, and then they would have to study for a test and they would have to cram and they would struggle and their life sucked. Their life sucked because they were addicted to video games.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that like I said, I think this has to be a balance, right? I think if you're one of those people who's addicted to it and like there's a serious problem there. But I feel like because we're in this digital world where AI and everything is going to be apparent. The video game, my kid is going to have an advantage over your kid because your kid doesn't even know how to turn these devices on.
2: I don't think that's a disadvantage, honestly. I mean, you could learn quick, you know. Like I could probably snort heroin once in a while without getting addicted to it, but I still don't snort heroin. <laughs> I think we'd have to look at the greater goal in life, right? So the greater goal
0: would be. I think you're going down the more of independent homesteading type thing, where we don't really want to integrate with this debauched Western civilization.
2: No, I do believe that we should we should engage. In urban life I do but not in video games I I, so my ideal society if I had the money you know we would have a farmhouse in the country and an apartment building in the city and during the week the homeschooling kids are in the city and they go to ballet lessons they go to piano lessons they go to martial arts classes they go to art classes they go to yeah And, and and in the weekend they go in the countryside and they go fishing and Work in the garden and run around the woods. But I, I think it could all, they can have a perfectly complete life without screen time. But I mean, it's good we're having this debate.
0: I think, yeah, no, I think, I, I agree. You know, I totally agree. I don't think screen time is necessary. Um, but I think that there are disadvantages and advantages to not being accustomed to the screen and being accustomed to the screen. Um, just because we're in this digital world where everything is going to be controlled by some sort of piece of software?
2: Well, I definitely Uh, believe in learning how to program. Yeah, yeah. that's part of your job, interacting with software and testing it, like testing your AI alarm system, sure, of course. Yeah. I'm studying electronic engineering, and I'm planning to go back to UConn for electrical engineering and robotics and automation. So it's fine. We have a similar interest in that in in AI and stuff. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, I
0: think you should check out some of the studies they've done on people who play video games and how it helps them in some areas of their life. Well, like, like,
2: I know it helps you, like, if you're a fighter pilot, your reactions are better. Yeah. Yeah, your reaction time is like spiked. But I think the cost, you know, of uh, in, they, you know, the, and that's just like immediate reactions. If you make bad decisions, if it's a choice of I would rather have a pilot who was a mathematician than a pilot who was a gamer, because the mathematician pilot is going to make better better decisions about you know, do I have enough fuel to make it to the airport? Should I fly into that storm? Whereas the gamer is just gonna be like, Yeah, I was going to storm and you know, <laughs> <guess> my reactions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i could dig it i could dig it man. and oh. you know i bet you if you did a study on on pilots who've crashed the ones who 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 were math, who studied math you know crashed a lot less mm. and if i if i was the ceo of american airlines i would require my pilots to to always be taking a math or a physics class yeah yeah and yeah. i would pay him for it
0: yeah um Now, I think I think there's a lot of a lot of truth to what you're saying, though, you know, as far as the screen time is concerned, I think I think these these devices are evil, man. Like, I really do believe that
2: on children. If an adult, you know, if an adult takes up video games, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'm only concerned that we don't put that on kids. You know, if you're over 18 years old and you want to play World of Warcraft all day, that's your business. But I think you know because you, you, you can smoke cigarettes, you can drink alcohol, whatever. You can play video games, but but for at the impressionable ages, no, no, no. Mm. I, I see video games like it would be like giving them a. Far as I'm concerned, it would be like giving them a Marlboro and a Budweiser.
0: Ah, uh, because they 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 rig them to be addictive. Right, right. Yeah, they we literally design software because you know I'm in software, so. um I don't think our apps, none of our apps do it. None of my personal apps do it. But I've worked at companies where the uh, whole idea, especially the social network, social networking stuff, was, you know, how do we make this thing more addicting? You know, right? Yeah, you know, I used to call them, uh I call them dope hits. You know, like what dope hits does your software deploy, that that make people feel good? Um. And the more dope hits you got, you know, the, probably the more success you'll have with your app. And I, I notice a lot of apps lack dope hits, especially some of the newer ones. Um, but yeah, the software is definitely designed to uh, get you addicted, especially in the video games
2: as well. The sounds. On the other hand, building a video game—I mean, building building a, a model airplane or knitting—you get dope hits, but you earn them. Yeah. So they're they're, they're health- much healthier dope hits. But you do. I mean, when I solve a a math problem, I get a rush out of that. I'm like, yeah. And for the rest of the day, I make better decisions. Yeah. So, so you train your kids in activities where they earn their dope hits, where not where they get them for free.
0: I think, I think, you know, what you're talking about is foundational. If we built a society, as you propose, as the foundation, I think the society as a whole would be better off.
2: Thank you, that's a a very high compliment.
0: I I definitely uh, uh, believe that Um, because your aspirations, um, what you find entertaining, what what a society finds entertaining says everything about that society. (laughs) Yep says everything about that society, you know, what is your, show me your form of entertainment and I'll show you how ignorant your society is.
2: When the vandals were climbing the walls of Rome, they could hear the Romans cheering on the chariot races. Mm. And then they came in and slaughtered them. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. I like that story. And you know, there's a, there's a book I got to recommend. Called the Secret World by Christopher Andrew. I've only read you know, the first couple of chapters, but in um, it, way back, like in the Old Testament, Hebrews they used modern intelligence techniques. But then the Romans and Greeks forgot that stuff, and they used um, they used superstitious. They used like they looked at bird guts to decide whether or not they should go into battle tomorrow. <laughs> but then there was one. Roman general who used modern intelligence techniques he um he had scouts he had three levels of scouts short range mid-range long range he did interrogation he would capture enemy soldiers and interrogate them and analyze this the the intelligence and he would re- write his correspondence and cipher and you know the name of this this roman general julius caesar mm. he was very successful as a general mm. because he used modern intelligence, but it gets forgotten. And then um, George Washington was really good at intelligence. But Mm. then a hundred years later, America completely forgot it. Mm. And and, and we were way behind. Um, The the people who are best at intelligence are the Brits because they they have MI6, but that goes way back. The first intelligence, modern intelligence agency was uh, Queen Elizabeth's uh, first secretary. And his whole job was to prevent her from getting assassinated. Mm. And um I know it's a little bit off topic, but but my point is is that he, people can forget. And what I'm telling you yeah. is to remember. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's
0: exactly it, man. People, you know, these kids are relying upon technology to do their math homework. <laughs> right. All hey, of us yeah. are forgetting. Yeah. Remember I when mean, we had to remember phone numbers? I'm talking
2: about like the the big picture stuff you know yeah like the um, the ruling elite operation and dumbing us down and feeding us high fructose corn so this is intelligence operations and the way to counter it is we have to learn intelligence again and I don't mean spying I don't mean sending out spies or scouts or stealing we don't have to all the information is open source We all the collection is right there. We don't have to do anything to collect that information. We just have to analyze it and then use the intelligence product in an, in a, in a way that will benefit us, but we don't have to steal any information. It's all out there. Yeah. So we need to do big picture intelligence now. And I mean like homeschooling instead of public schools, good food instead of high fructose corn syrup, you know, the car system sucks everybody having to own a private car isn't that bullshit? <laughs> didn't we have mass transit yeah i mean greta thunberg i i, I you know i have the solution mass transit we'll, we'll use a fraction of the oil we won't spew so much stuff you know so You're like that yeah i just think in terms of intelligence look at all the crap that they're doing to us that that sucks that makes us fat and stupid and broke. What is making us fat, stupid, and broke? And attack that.
0: Mm. Yeah. Fat, stupid, and broke. Mm. Mm-hmm. And addicted. That's a book
2: right there. Fat, stupid and broke. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wrote I have a book coming out. Okay. And it's called The Spark of Tocqueville. And out Al- Alexis to Tocqueville notice that in the french revolution that if things get a little bit better like a catalyst like you introduce a catalyst into a chemical reaction and then the chemical reaction takes off like a like a a spark sets off a fire right so if things are really bad and then you make things a little bit better then people go nuts and they and they want to make it a lot better and i bet maybe in your life that happened where you did something and you got a you got a little reward for it and you're like oh now I want more I want everything you know when I've successfully passed a calculus one class I was like I can do this I want to be an engineer now I want to learn all math you know so 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 the point of my book is is that if you can improve things a little bit for yourself and for those around you then they're going to demand much more improvement Uh,
1: uh, so if
2: you got someone who's laying around and their life isn't that good if you can get them to improve things just a little bit, just a little bit, just that spark, that catalyst, then they'll be hungry for more.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I try to be that person in people's lives. and Yeah, you do. And um, I find people who are motivated and I kind of uh, borrow off of their energy by spending time around them or calling them up like – my homegirl Tori Nix. Sometimes we'll have these six-hour conversations. I call her up and get a quick download, and because it's just good to be around people that are on your same level, you know, of, right? Of creationism. Um
2: But and, when you have your kids and stuff, if 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 someone you someone you love is stagnant, try to get them to improve their life just a little bit. Oh yeah, get them uh, to exercise, you know, a few times a week, mm-hmm. and they'll they'll. That'll spark them. That'll catalyze more for them. That'll spark their ambition. Absolutely.
0: Oh, excuse me. I got a book coming out in the future that talks about how to make your life better with kind of like that same, same, yeah same mindset.
2: Um, and it's needed. People's lives are terrible.
1: <laughs>
0: Real talk. <laughs> that's true. That's so true, man. But I really, I really like what you're saying about getting back to the root of intelligence.
2: Yeah, the big picture. yeah
0: because it's it's like right now we're in the future, digital, you know all these things happening the screens, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So the root, the mathematics of it all has brought us here. But the people are now missing that foundation that built it. Yep. So when this thing crumb comes crumbling back down, they won't know how to rebuild it. And they'll have to start back from the Stone Age trying to rediscover math.
2: <laughs> Joe Rogan says the same thing. Yeah. There's a Joe Rogan bit that says exactly that. Oh, wow. Yeah. That eventually, all the smart people are going to die off and people are going to be like, how do we keep the electricity going? I don't know. <laughs> how
0: does it work? I have no idea. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think if we had a society of people who were just trained on it, at the very minimum, you'd have a much stronger society and we'd be able to compete with other countries uh, a lot easier. So, you know, I'm, I'm totally in agreement to what you're saying. And I totally agree. Um, I'm just uh, a natural Libra and whereas I always try to find balance. So, you know, we have the foundation, but we also have the want to be on the cusp of technology and the new technology that breaks. Like, I want to know what's the new chip coming out. I want to know what's what's the next PlayStation coming out. You know, I want to know. It's important to know that's the I bot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because technology is running our lives right now. Right. You know, um, which, which is why I'm, you know, I, I like to, and also. You know, uh, Eugene Swartz says this, he says, if you want to know how to sell, go pick up the National Enquirer and read that every day. Because, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) he said, because if you don't know. What the pleb is thinking about and how the pleb talks, how do you sell to them? Just you're not even speaking the same language. If you want to sell to somebody, you have to speak their language, you know, which is gives you an air of relatability. You know, which is, uh, you know, some people say, oh, I'm so dynamic. And I'm like, I am because I can go anywhere because I can relate to almost any subject because I pay attention to so many different things. I pay attention yeah. to this and I pay attention to that, which means you can put me in a room full of investors or you
2: can put me in a hood.
0: It don't matter. I'm still going to be cool. Right. It's because you, can-
2: you don't waste your time playing video games and watching pro sports. Well, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I play video games, but. I
0: haven't touched the game. It's been about a good month since I touched the game. I have these spurts. where I'll get a game and I'll play hard for like a strong week. And then I won't pick it up for like 90 days because it just doesn't hold my attention. Good. um, It's a good escape for me. But you're absolutely right. Like my life changed when I gave up pro sports. When I said, you know what? I'm not watching this shit anymore. Fuck these motherfuckers.
2: Everything switched. It's terrible that football is terrible the 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 brain damage thing they that should they should abolish football just for the brain damage
1: yeah.
2: your brain is the, the most important thing you have it's like uh, suppose you suppose you did a sport where it destroyed your liver Like suppose like like mm-hmm. competitive drinking yeah and all these people were getting cirrhosis
0: yeah like, yeah, yeah
2: we, we can't we can't give this up
0: <laughs> yeah yeah all right, so I got this running joke on Twitter. It says, um, you know, I point out people and I say, Oh, it's a grown ass man with his favorite sports team in his bio, right? So how do you feel about grown men who identify with these sports teams and like they become like part of the tribe and they live and die for these sports teams and they they say, Oh, that's my team, and we won today.
2: <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about all that all of that culture? Did you see the movie Big Fan?
0: probably a long time ago. I know what movie you're talking about. Yeah. That came out a minute ago. Who's that with Charlie Sheen?
2: Uh no, it was uh Pete. He's got the weird name. He's the short little fat guy. Patton, Peyton something or Patton, Patton,
0: Patton Oswald.
2: Patton Oswald.
0: Okay,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I see it here. Yeah.
0: I haven't seen that one in years. Oh, this notice came out 2009. Yeah, this is a little bit older. I might not even have seen this.
2: I just might know it from, you know. Advertising. He gets beat up by a sports hero and gets brain damage and refuses to press charges or sue, sue him. And then he 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 goes in and, and shoots someone with a blank gun and goes to prison. And his buddy visits him in prison and they're looking at the next, you know, the next season and looking forward to getting out of prison so he can go to his, the game again. <laughs> loser yeah yeah Um, shout shout the chat he said have your boys
0: learn how to change a tire mow a lawn build and repair things become marksmen and always make them ask their own questions to adults real talk um diana elmore 10 dollars super chat she says thank you thank you diana appreciate you thank you for listening in um but yeah man you know I remember back in the day you know we had to mow the lawn i told the kids i said it, it dawned on me the other day i said y'all never mowed the lawn before yeah like what do you mean i'm like cut the grass it's like i know that the guys come around and cut the grass for us and i'm like i know i used to have to do that for, yeah banana and pop Pop's house like cutting the grass was like an unknown chore um changing a tire yo i seen some people on the internet some dudes didn't know how to change a
2: tire well the big trick is you got to loosen up the lug nuts before you jack up the car correct and you got to tighten them after you put it back down yeah that's pretty <laughs> important too <laughs>
0: that's probably the most important part <laughs> well you know the,
2: the thing is that the mechanics who have initially install your tires they use an air an, an air compression gun yeah. And they tighten them up so much, you can't get the damn thing off. Right. And then you strip the lugs when you try to do it with the uh, right with the uh, lug tool. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't, it, it, I think the best lug tool to get out there is the big X. Go out there and get you the big X one. Okay. Because then when you put that thing in, you can kind of step on it and like jump yeah. up and down to kind of loosen it up little by little. You never want to do it like quick and jerking because you'll strip the lug. Right. But if you can just kind of like jump on it and just bounce up and down and it's like slowly loosen it so you don't strip the lug, it's perfect. But a lot of people forget to tighten the lugs after you put the car back down because the wheel will slide back off. Yep. You have to tighten it again after the car comes down. Do not forget that step. 'Cause
2: you'll be slowly but surely those lugs are just eat slowly work their way off. <laughs> yeah. You can get a um an air, what do you call it? Compression it, call it? It's no it's it's it doesn't use air pressure. Okay. It uses electricity, but it's still a compression drill or something like that. I forget what it's called, but it'll get the lugs off for you.
1: Mm.
2: Even yeah. if they're tightened on with an air gun.
0: My dad used to tell me when I took my car and I get service, he used to tell him don't tell him don't tighten it with the air gun. Tell him tighten it by hand. Yeah. Whenever I got my tires done, he used to tell me to tell him that. Um definitely. In case you gotta change it. In case you gotta change it. How yeah. But that's crazy. Like men don't know how to change a tire or haven't haven't changed a tire.
2: Other parents didn't teach them. Right. And so many of them grow up with single moms. Dude, the single mom thing is just cancer. Mm-hmm and i mean that's because you know uh girls grow up like going after bad boys uh do you, do you ever do you ever look at the channel um what's it called uh he he, he what's it, is it? he something to do with weed and uh i guess I, i'm it, i'm drawing a blank at the moment but um but uh, he you know he just talks about how these these girls they 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 run around with chad you know when they're young and then when they're they're 35 all of a sudden oh i gotta settle down with somebody and they just go find some chump that they're not attracted to but they you know and they get him to marry him up to wife him up and and they're, and they're discontented and they're dreaming of chad and then they divorce the guy you know after a couple of kids and then the kids grow up with a single mom yeah. or or they just have you know they just have kids as there's a reason that society shamed having children out of wedlock. You know, there's all this propaganda saying, "Oh, those poor single mommies." This the Scarlet Letter, dude. I agree with the Scarlet Letter. We should we should bring that back. What's the Scarlet Letter? By Nathaniel Hawthorne. So a, a, a girl in you know in colonial America in the 1600s got pregnant out of out of wedlock, so they they made her sew an A on her dress meaning adulterous oh yeah and the thing was the, the the reverend had was the one who got her pregnant
0: <laughs> so you saying we should tag women that are out here being thoughts
2: yeah something like there you know i agree by the way i mean what what's going on right now isn't working and it's unfair to the kids to grow up without a father yeah you know kids that grow up without a father are more likely to have all kinds of bad outcomes I think we including need getting story. murdered, they're more like you're more likely to get murdered if you're in a single mom household. Uh, There's really. a TED talk about that. Um, this woman, she's a she's a divorce lawyer, specializing in men's rights. And she talks about all those things, mm. all the statistics, all the bad outcomes of kids in single mom households.
0: Uh,
2: wow. I know that for the black
0: community, um, the single mom thing was very much so caused by uh war world war one world war two and vietnam and i think the same thing with white families i know when the uh conscription came down and they wanted people to volunteer for those wars white men were like nah i'm not fighting this war <laughs> and then the government had to draft them and force people and you know now you got men going out to fight these wars and dying uh leaving children at home And i think yep uh, a lot, a lot of cause is, is war, and I think they do that on purpose too to kind of uh, effeminize
2: the society. Yeah, it's not just a black problem anymore; it's all of us.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm not white, so I can't speak on white America. Which is why a lot of times when I say things, I say I know in the black community because that's so I can speak on what I know. Right. I can surmise what's going on in the white community, but you know, when I when I when I when I think about the white community, I'm like, they can't be exempt from this problem.
2: No, we're <laughs> catching up. We're catching up. Yeah, <laughs> I know they're not
0: exempt from this problem. <laughs> but, you know, from what I've seen, you know, I have two homies right now, like my closest homies who don't have a father and they, he, their father weren't deadbeats. He died in war. Oh, really? That's he, too bad. Which he wars? Uh, I don't know. I don't know but they were military guys Mm -hmm. and they died in the military two black kids i know and their fathers you know they show me pictures their father in the military and he just died because of being in the military
2: that's the one class of single mom i can truly um sympathize with is widows yeah otherwise no sympathy right right because if you're a single mom you either chose a bad boy and therefore you suck or you drove away a good man. Therefore, you suck. (laughs) I love how plainly you put that. (laughs) I agree,
0: though, man. I think it's a domino effect, though, because if the mama didn't know how to pick a man, how's she going to teach a daughter how to pick a man? Right. And and sometimes there's that disconnect as well. Um, I know my mom's dad died at war. You know, he was a military guy. So her mom had to raise them because her father died in war. You know, yeah. Um, but how do you, you know, how do you teach something that you don't possess? You can't teach something you don't know. <laughs> and so then people have to rely on their environment or TV to teach them how. Or so she I,
2: gets remarried. Right. Because she, because, you know, she was a traditional wife and therefore, like, marrying a widow isn't like getting cucked. You know what I mean? As bad, I mean, you are raising someone else's kids, but I mean, there's she's not some slut who, who just went for a bad boy. She was yeah. someone who was unfortunate. Her husband got killed. My mother in law, her father, um, was one of the wild children in the Soviet Union in the twenties. They uh, encouraged uh, like not like not taking care of the kids, just doing whatever. You know, live like it was sort of like the hippie thing. 40 years before and so there was all these orphans and so my mother-in-law's father was was like homeless when he was six years old Mm. and and working along the volga river or the don river i forget which one but had a really hard life but then he he grew up and he and, and you know the soviet union got its act together a little bit more and he becomes a fireman and um his father writes to him his father would kicked him out of the house when he was six says hey you know now that you're a fireman can you send me some money i'm poor and his boss says, yeah send your dad money and mm-hmm. he's like well he kicked me out he's like now send him money he's like all right so he started sending his father money and then he died like in the second day of the invasion of operation barbarossa mm. and like right away got killed wow yeah. what a life huh for real Homeless when you're six and die in a war when you're 20.
0: Sounds like Hitler. <laughs> Except Hitler didn't die.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know, Hitler that, was, that that area was was just tragic for everyone involved. Yeah.
0: You know, I'm reading my comp and, you know, reading up on how Hitler grew up as a young boy. I'm like, man, yes, it was rough. And you know, it was, that's just how it was back in those days. You know, they didn't have a video game. So you, it was nothing for a boy to be
2: working, (laughs) right? Well, you know, so the white nationals movement is actually picking up quite a bit and it's, it has very above average intelligence guys in it who, and just about, they, one of the famous anecdotes about Hitler is that the reason he became the Fuhrer was because he wasn't accepted into the Vienna art school art school in Vienna
0: yeah, that's if he had true. been
2: accepted into art school in Vienna he would have never been there you know he just would have become an artist and there would have been no furor uh. and um, so now I mean the white nationalist movement is full of people who got rejected from art school it's full of guys who wanted to be something really yeah. bad worked really hard for it studied really hard and couldn't couldn't get it for whatever reason Usually, Um, I think, for, you know, because of H1B visas and because of dumbing us down. But so it's full of guys who didn't get into art school, metaphorically. I mean, not just one person, but millions. Yeah, I think I think Hitler still would have been Hitler. But if he had got into art school. Yeah. um,
0: But I think I think what made Hitler was the amount of time he had on his hands. And had he been in, in art school, he wouldn't have had the amount of time he had on his hands to kind of observe his environment. Because, you know, he was he was sitting down observing a lot. <laughs> you know, he had a lot of time on his hands. You know, yeah, and, after the um, war, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he had a lot of time on his hands as a young boy, and had he been, you know, accepted into art school, maybe his mind would have been somewhere else, and you know, he he just he wouldn't have had the time to observe certain things that made him say wow like austria really fell off <laughs> you know because yeah it really, really wasn't for germany it was really uh the the separation of austria from germany and and how there was a xenophobia developing between germany and austria and how austria wasn't what it once once, once used to be
2: you know Um well the big lesson i think from 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 hitler is that you can't have a single leader at the top, you always have to have a council because he made terrible decisions, absolutely awful decisions. Mm. And everybody knew he was making awful decisions, but he was the Fuhrer. So he couldn't Mm. say anything.
0: Yeah. Kind (laughs) of
2: like Trump now. Yeah. I
0: don't know. Um, I I can see that. I kind of like monarchies
2: the best. I think it should be one dude. No, there's a single point of failure, dude. You can't have a single point of failure. Because then the enemy spy agency just has to compromise that one guy and they own the whole country. And that's happened again and again. Uh, but you can compromise the council the same way. No, 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 because you have redundancy. One of the council guys will say, hey, you know, there's these traitors and kill the traitors, you know, and have a new council. But that's what the United States is. Well, d- Trump has kind of set up a monarchy. He doesn't, he got rid of all the experts and just appoint, you know, appoints people who are like friendly to him. I don't he, got, trump he's is sort got, of a monarch
0: he's got a lot of c f r people on his on his on his on his staff <laughs> yeah,
2: maybe if he did maybe he he would you know run it a little more competently I don't know I feel like trump's a puppet yeah absolutely well I, the the puppeteer, i feel like, I feel the, like puppet the masters are clowns then I feel like
0: the presidential spot period is just a spot where the puppet sits. There's no power that really sits there, like probably if not. You, if you know, if you if you ever try to like really make change from that position of power, just yeah. give JFK treatment,
2: right? Right. You know? No, you you got to have a council, and you can't have your country run from behind the scenes. Yeah, you know, it, your government has to be transparent. I believe that the 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 next.
0: The heir to the throne should be selected from childhood, from a crop of children. Really? Yeah, I have this theory I've been formulating and working on one day. I'm going to sit down and actually organize it all. The Buddhists do that. I believe you can, you know, you can identify personality traits. Yes. So I believe there's a certain personality trait that would be great to be king or dictator Um, because I believe in dictatorships. And what would that that trait be? I don't know. That's why I said I have to sit down and like organize it. If I sat there and explained it, I'd sound stupid
2: right now because it's just a bunch of disorganized thoughts running around in my mind. I can give you a I can give you a head start on that. Okay. someone someone who doesn't particularly want to rule someone who's not. eager. That's absolutely it,
0: because my fix for Congress was uh, after you um, after you, you know, your term is up. You'd, you'd be forced into a monastery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then see how many people actually want to run for office, right? Right. Then you kind of say, well, only benevolent people will actually want to run because they know the result after their term is over. Yep. And that's how you kind of like fix that problem. So you're definitely, I'm definitely in agreement with that. You know, um, it's definitely a, a, a good trait. And I think there's a certain personality trait that says, you know, I don't really want to rule. I kind of want to do what the right thing is. Right. Um, and i think that there needs to be a council uh surrounding uh, or assisting a council of specialists assisting this dictator or whatever um but i think that final has got to come from one head i think when you got too many cooks in the kitchen
2: things get messy like yep. commerce <laughs> and you know the best people the best businessmen are the ones who aren't greedy for money mm. they the ones that but Business self-selects for, for the money addicts, right? But what they end up doing is they use the money that's supposed to go to make the business work to for their own, you know, for their cars, for running to the casino, for snorting coke off a of hooker's tits when you need to be maintaining your equipment with that money, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas, I mean, I, I'm sort of an accidental businessman. I did it because I, I wanted to keep foreigners out of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not particularly money hungry. And that actually made me much better at it. Mm-hmm. How, do you
0: feel about, how do you feel about miscegenation? I am opposed to it. Okay. So if your daughter came home with a black man, what would you do? Uh, I would be, well, there's not
2: much I could do. Would you disown her? proud of it. Would you disown her? Um, you know, I... It's hard to say
0: there's a lot of cultures out here that i know some chinese you know families are like that some indian families are like that well, how do you, you
2: feel about it
0: how do i feel about it yeah i'm in the middle somewhere have yeah. you
2: seen the the video with uh, muhammad ali the saying
0: birds belong with bluebirds and right below with robins <laughs> right you know um um, So I think there's two ways to look at it. You got to look at it in micro, you got to look at it macro, right? So on a micro level, do I think that it can happen and I think it can be beautiful? Yes. I think on a micro level, every once in a while, a black person and a white person can come together and can be beautiful. At the macro level, I'm like,
2: uh, I don't know if I like it too much. <laughs> right? well, they can't, mixed race people can't get bone marrow transplants. Really? correct because they're too genetically unique so oh wow
0: so you would need somebody that's mixed to donate bone marrow or that wouldn't work either they're just too randomized Mm. wow yeah what type of people usually need bone marrow
2: people who have leukemia what type of people get leukemia anybody can get leukemia cancer of the blood of figure out who would affect some most look up humans of new york on youtube there's a girl she's uh she's biracial and she says she wishes she was just one race she doesn't care which one she just oh, yeah. wishes it was just one you know she feels like, she said everyone's like oh you're so unique it's great and she's like no it's not great it sucks <laughs> but i mean you're not giving the kid the choice to be monoracial. Like, then it's like circumcision. I'm opposed to, you know, circumcising infants. You're not giving that kid a choice to, to, to cut his dick, right? You're not giving a choice. The kid, the, maybe the kid would want to be, you know, one race, but you're not giving him the choice. You're saying, nope, I'm deciding that you're going to be biracial or multiracial. And the mm. kid stuck with that for his whole life. Mm. Just because, you know, the, 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 the Jewish uh, TV told her it was fashionable (laughs) you know they're not like bell bottoms you can't put your your mixed race kid in the attic when it's out of fashion
0: so why is it important for you to have white on white relations And
2: well because we've been like we've evolved like this for you know thousands and thousands of years i don't want to gild the lily i don't want to you know that i i i I like the way we are oh
0: Okay, you don't see any threat to population numbers or anything like that.
2: I know some people make that argument. Yeah, no, I th- I think I think whites need to um, have more children. I wish I had more children. Yeah, uh, you should check out the
0: interview I did with uh, Kaba A last week because we touched on that and it says basically a white race or any any race needs to have about two point I think he said two point eight children uh, in order to ensure the survival of their uh, race. And whites are at
2: like 1.8 or something like they're that. they're doing that to us on purpose too are it's, they? It's white genocide is part of the ruling elite because they don't want any competition.
0: Wait, but I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate here. Sure. They said this is all run by white supremacy. So how can white supremacy want to kill
2: whites? Well, I don't I don't think it is. I think it's Jews. Oh, wow. Oh wow! Hold up before you get my YouTube
0: channel banned. <laughs> oh, sorry. We're gonna have to use some cold
2: words. <laughs> so you think the well, they viz- themselves say that? You said what? Jews themselves say they want to exterminate us. They say that themselves. Yes, of course. Where? All over the place. I mean, there, on on Twitter. Go on Telegram and look up the Noticer. The they'll say they'll say I'm white and I think whites should be exterminated. And then in another tweet they'll say, Well, I'm actually Jewish, I'm not white. Uh oh. Uh, Lord have mercy. Jesus Christ. I um, told you what I am before I came on the show.
0: I know, but it's the word, the language you're using right now. This they got the machine learning and the
2: AI start picking uh, up. I hope I don't get you banned. Sorry. <laughs> We gotta use code words, Rob. <laughs> well, you can edit it if you want. Just don't edit it, you know.
0: Nah, it, I, no, it's no, it's no editing. We just gotta use code words. It's, okay.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm you're talking to someone who's IP banned from Twitter. My my WordPress blog was deleted. So I'm basically kicked off the internet.
0: Yeah, you can't, you're not allowed to talk about that. I man. hope I don't
2: get you kicked off. I'm sorry if I did. Nah, we good. It's okay. a- that's that's <laughs> i, I won't say you... anything more well let's not let's not talk about that if it's going to get you in trouble but i mean i i you know what i can't cuck i can't i, I i'm not going to be one person to you and another person with my bros you know what i mean i'm going to tell you exactly what i think
0: so you you think that
2: you think that the
0: the moon people are running things and 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 the white man isn't
2: correct because if we were you'd know it there wouldn't be plastic in the ocean we'd have mass transit there wouldn't be screen time for babies there wouldn't be opiate addiction if people like me was running things you'd be all off uh, much better off will black people still be slaves no well unless you enslaved yourselves unless you enslaved each other Cause they said white people was enslaving us well now we got machines dude we got ai <laughs> we got tractors uh, no you know I, I, we don't have ill will towards you we want you to have your own sovereign countries and okay. and, and and run your countries the way you see fit yeah yeah and we yeah. run our 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 countries and our lives the way we see fit
0: now you're saying it would be no pollution
2: a lot less why because because things wouldn't be based on um growth capitalism um the way we our economic system has growth for its own sake which is the economics of the cancer cell and uh you know it's oh economic growth economic growth and so oops did i lose damn
3: the people, the lizard man. They done got, they got my man Rob. <laughs> the topic touched on something a little too hot. We're going to have to wait for Rob to come back. Um, Chad LeMoyne, $199, $199 super chat. $1.99, my fault. Every woman dreams of Chad. Shout out to Chad. Yo, yeah, you see that chat? Shout out to Hotel Dutch in the chat. You see how they you see how they cancel my man Rob? As soon as the conversation started getting hot, we started touching on that on that rough topic. Um, I tried to give him an opening, we talked about slavery. I don't know if you know who, who uh who ran slavery, but it wasn't white people or <laughs> so-called white people. Say that much. I have to talk to him offline. But dang, he was he was blowing my, my YouTube channel up with some of these hot button words. I'm like, whoa, what are you doing, Rob? You can't say that, Rob <laughs> Jason Lee fought out a super chat He said free Rob Freeman. <laughs> Real talk, free Rob, man. The homie Robert oh, no. I think, think Rob's a very interesting guy. Uh, I think that Rob, uh, there's a lot of people that make like Rob, feel like the way Rob feels, and I don't think there's anything wrong with you know, uh, it. Self preservation is hardwired into this. They, they want to survive, they want to drive. Hardwired in all of us. Some of us have connected from ourselves though. So here we are. Uh I don't know if want to get Rob back. But I'd like to say thank you to everybody that came through the chat, everybody that came through to listen to the stream. I'll get this up on SoundCloud. My daughter will actually get this up on SoundCloud. I'm a little bit behind on episodes See, like four or five episodes go at the same time. <clears throat> so, work your way through those. Um, SoundCloud.com um, slash Hotep just make sure. So yeah, that's SoundCloud.com slash All of my podcast episodes. Got some really good discussions on here. Uh, Larry Townsend, that was a really good. Popular episode with a good discussion. Dr. Sheba, Steve Patterson, um, Sai Johnson, Crypto Blood, Brenda Morada, Jose King. I realize he's Taylor Barrow, PT, and A lot of qualified people that are good, big brains of people. But um, I appreciate y'all coming through um, watch uh, and watching this. Watching this stream. We'll be back next week. I've got a bunch of good guests coming. Very, very good guests coming. I wanna get Shaka in next week. Um, I got Tahoe uh, Bra. Uh, uh, we'll be talking um uh, science of health. It's gonna be really good. He's a go herbalist it's gonna be a really good conversation. I'm gonna try to get Aiken on here. Aiken does video does audio home, so I'm gonna try to get him on a phone call and record that for Get work on here. I want to get work on here like so like, next week or so. And we want to talk coronavirus and, and health as well. Um we gotta with, with. thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. Definitely appreciate that donation. Um, but I want to make sure we understand uh, our mind things that we're doing for our mind. I okay, we covered that well this week. Um covered that well last week. I think Cover that well on all these episodes but spirit is something um, spirit is something that uh something that's important as well and I think we covered that well last week with uh copper, copper <clears throat> but they seen audio coming in crazy so I'm gonna get out of here Appreciate y'all. The activism they're doing their numbers. I'm trying to slow this up. We'll be back next week, y'all.